Welcome, magic makers. I am so excited for you to hear the conversation that I had with my best friend, Candace Nicholas Lipman. I'm Kelsey Foremost, a host of Find Your Magic, this podcast where mental health and entrepreneurship meet. This conversation today definitely leans more in the mental health side of things. And the reason I'm telling you that ahead of time is because I know a lot of times we show up for conversations like this on podcasts because we think, oh, I want the business strategies. I want the actionable tips to scale. I want to talk about, you know, success. And we too often pass over the mental health side. And the truth is mental health affects absolutely everything in our lives. It affects our business deeply. It affects our ability to show up. It affects our creativity. It affects our brain function. It affects our relationships, our home life, our self-worth. Mental health touches absolutely everything. And so that's why when Candace and I were having this conversation that you're about to hear, I threw my outline out the window of what I thought this episode was going to be because Candace and I, no surprise here, because we're such good friends and we talk about absolutely everything with each other. The conversation was going in a much more interesting direction than how do you make sure that you can keep your energy up for working hard or for getting jobs or whatever it is. Instead, we talked about things like grief trauma, the bravery it takes to share a story, the beauty of opening a door so other people can follow behind you and follow in your footsteps and have bravery to share their story and their trauma, how to really tune in and understand how to find your purpose, how to maintain faith that you are walking in your purpose and sharing the gift you want to share with the world while you are in a season that is more difficult Um, when things are harder, when you're not seeing the reward yet, how do you stay faithful while you do that? We do talk about faith, but I don't want that to turn you off in the beginning of the conversation. I really, really encourage you to stay open-hearted and open-minded, um, because everybody's faith is different. Everybody's faith looks different. And that's great because we need to hear different perspectives, in order to make the world a better, more friendly, more welcoming, beautiful place. Now, before I get into the conversation with Candace, I want to share something that she said to me after I had stopped recording. And I thought it was so profound. I wrote it down to share with you in the introduction. And what she said is this, you can't pray for the rain, then complain about the mud. And what she means by that statement is, When you're in a dry spell, when you are waiting for that miracle, when you are hoping for the right job, or you're hoping that your hard work is going to pay off and it hasn't paid off yet, you're praying for the rain. When the rain comes, inevitably, there are going to be aspects of achieving that dream or that goal that are not super pleasant. That's the mud. You can't pray for the rain and then complain about the mud. There is no achievement that is going to magically make you a happy person. What makes you a happy person is knowing that you stand in your purpose and that you are completely confident 
in who you are and completely confident that you are sharing the gift that you were meant to share with the world. So with that, please welcome my incredible friend, Candace Nicholas Lippman, artist, activist, spoken word poet, general all around excellent human being to the podcast. Candace, we've come full circle from you being my first guest ever on the very first iteration of Find Your Magic. And now you are back for podcast. I'm so proud of you, Kels. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's It really made me think today about how far both of us have come in the two years. Can you believe it's been two years? God, COVID just like evaporated an entire year. Right how far both of us had come from those two girls sitting on the couch talking about the struggles of living an artistic life and, um, maintaining that, like standing strong in knowing our purpose, even though money was so hard and like self-worth was so hard and not basing our self-worth on what other people said about us or said yes to. Yeah. So I kind of want to start there because so much has happened in those two years. What would you say to someone who is sitting on their couch, wondering what's going to happen to them and trying to stay strong in their purpose? Um, I would say, and I know this is going to sound so cliche because people hear it all the time, but I'm going to say that you really, you just cannot give up. So I know when everything looks bleak and when it looks like nothing's happening, where it looks like you can't trace God, those are more so the times that you have to continue to fight because the blessing is coming. And it's like, God can't do anything without our faith. It Mm -hmm. says in the word of God, without faith is impossible to please him. And our faith is currency in heaven. So in order for God to bless us and to give us the things that we need, we have to continue to believe even when it doesn't look like in the natural that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And something that I always do too, through, you know, me being homeless and me, you know, not knowing what was going to happen and all this stuff, I always had to keep in mind the end. So I always had to keep that in mind. So it's not so much trying to focus on what my present situation is, but always trying to remember, okay, God, I know that what you've called me to, I know what you've destined me to, I know what you've ordained me to like, so let me continue to press forward with that in mind, with the end in mind, knowing God, that if I do not give up everything that you have professed over my life will come to fruition, but it's up to me not to give up. That is always the caveat. You cannot give up. Like that's the thing, you know, because once you give up again, like I said, without the faith, it's kind of hard to move God because he's just like, well, I have nothing to move on. You don't Mm -hmm. believe anymore. You know what I mean? So it's just like always keeping the end in mind. And when you keep the end in mind and that being your why, that being your motivator, that being the thing that keeps you going, Mm -hmm. that will be the thing that will also help to give you the courage not to give up because you're like, I know the end. It isn't going to always be this way because I've seen it. God has revealed it to me. So let me just keep pressing forward, even though I'm crying, even though I don't know how I'm going to eat, even though I don't know where I'm going to lay my head tonight, even though I keep getting rejections, I keep getting no's. It's like, God, you say in the word of God, Romans, I think it's 828, where he says all things work together for the good of those who love him. So it's like, God, you're going to make this all work together for my good at 
some point. Yes. But I think I let's, let's hit on a point here of co-creating with mm. God, because I think that that is something that a lot of people sort of miss, right? Like we have these vision board. And by the way, like whatever faith you're coming to this conversation with, yes. um, I hope that you're coming with an open heart and an open mind listening to this. And if it feels better to you to think of a higher power or, you know, order in the universe, whatever feels good yeah. to you listening to yes. this, I don't want you to feel left out of this conversation, Please. Um, depending on what your idea of faith is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I for saying that. that yeah. Good. Well, it's, yeah. you know, I just, I think that that's something that the faith community kind of gets a bad rap with sometimes of like, Oh, if you don't belong to my faith then you're wrong, right. We can and both you- have our own belief systems and right. put good into the world. You know? And I wish, it, I wish, it, and I know we're kind of going on a tangent a little bit with that, but I do wish that it could be more like that. Cause I know I oftentimes, and just me being transparent, sometimes I feel like as soon as people hear me say Jesus, mm. it's like, they're like, oh no, she's one. And it's like, you have no idea who I am. You have no idea how my relationship with God is like, you right. know, and I, and you know me because I'm very open. Like, so it's yeah. like, if you believe what you believe, praise God. And I believe what I believe, but I'm not trying to force you or convert. I'm really just living my life through my faith and my belief system. And if that makes you want to come to Jesus, <laughs> praise God. If it doesn't still praise God, we could be still cool praise. and believe in different stuff. You know, I still love you, sister. I still it's love you, true. Brother. It's, okay. <laughs> it's <You know>? true. <laughs> exactly. All are welcome here. And yes. I think that So let's go back to this point of co-creating with God, with the universe, whatever higher power you are, you most identify with. Um, I think that's so cool to think about keeping the end in mind. Like the thing that you have faith that is coming, the thing that you know is inside of you that is meant to come out of you um, and keeping that end in mind, believing and having faith while you are working towards it. Yes. Because, okay, so let's tell the story. I love this story. So Candace does this really cool thing and I'll put all of her social media things in the show notes. And at the end of the episode, you can listen for all of her handles, but she does this really cool thing called Candace car confessions. And I love them so much because (laughs) Candace is very fancy and famous these days. Oh God. (laughs) It's true though. I mean, talk about what, what a different two years makes. Um, you know, starring on a giant blockbuster, critically acclaimed show. Mm-hmm. Um, and you still have these Candace Carr confessions that I love so much, where you talk about the harder parts of being an artist, the yep. mental health struggles. And in one of the Candace Carr confessions, granted it was in your house, but still yeah. the <laughs> series title, Candace Carr Confessions. Yes. You brought out these binders upon binders upon binders upon binders full full overfloweth with um audition sides like scripts from auditions so I wonder if you could tell the listeners about your decision to share that and what those binders represent to you 
So y'all, my, um, so I just want to let you guys know, whenever I do my Candace Carr confessions, none of my, like, if you go to my Instagram, it's on my IGTV tab. You can find all, it's a series of all my Candace Carr confessions and something about them is these are not things that I do. It's not pre-recorded. It's not edited. It's, it's literally something with me moving by the spirit and whatever God places on my heart. And I authentically just share my truth or give parts of my journey or something like that. So I just want you guys to know that, that that's what it, what it is. Uh, the series. And for this particular one, again, it was something where God put it on my heart. I was at my house one day and I was just in my, in my mode of, you know, praising God and being super grateful and, and all this kind of stuff. And then I started, it just was on my heart where I started thinking like a lot of people, when they see you finally book that big thing, or they see you finally get like, oh my goodness, finally, this person's receiving the harvest of all the seeds they plant. Finally, it's happening for them. Because of the world that we live in with social media, a lot of people fake it till they make it type of thing, or they like to flex on social. Uh, you know, that's why they had the whole thing at one point called like the bow wow challenge where people aren't like authentically showing Okay, all you're seeing are the glitz and glamour. That's all yeah. you're seeing, but you don't know all of the mud and the hail and the storm and everything I had to go through in order to receive that promise and to receive the blessing. Mm -hmm. In order for me to get to the promised land, I had to spend them 40 years in the wilderness. So it's like, I wanted to show people that although social media paints this really beautiful picture of how people's dreams come true that and I can only speak to myself that was not the case for me yeah. and I wanted to show people like y'all this is the ugly truth like this is what it really looks like when you're trying to go after your dreams yeah. I had so many more no's until I finally got my yes like and you already know, Kels, because we've talked about this throughout the years of us knowing each other. It's like, I received no after no after no. And whenever people ask me or tell me, you know, I want to be an artist or what advice do you have? I say, I always let people know, you have to know that this is what you're truly called to do because being in this industry is not for the faint of heart. Right. If you were in it for fame, if you were in it for acting, you're in it for the wrong reasons. I always tell people, I am not in this industry to become famous. I'm in this industry to fulfill purpose and fame mm -hmm. is a byproduct of me fulfilling my purpose. Yes. So if I'm always clear on what my purpose is, all the other things will be added onto me. And it's just like, I don't know. So that's kind of where that came from. Where I want to show people like, listen, y'all, I'm a real person. Yeah. Like I am a real person who comes from nothing. I come from nothing where I come from, what I have achieved, even being the first generation of my family to graduate from college, like the things that I have achieved, I did not grow up and have a background where things like this happens for where for people from where I come from. That's right. So I just wanted to show people like y'all, yeah, you may see my posts about me being on billboards, red carpets, all that stuff. Listen, all that stuff, I had to work hard for it. I had to go through the storms. I had to go through heartbreaks. I had to go through not eating. I had to fight the good fight of faith, believing that that moment that people are now seeing on my social media was going to happen. Yes. And I want to show the journey up until that point. Cause a lot of time people just show just the highlight that reel. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Social you media know, is so. a highlight reel and not a behind the scenes look. And thank yeah. you so much for sharing all of that.
Hey, magic makers. I could not be more thrilled that one of my favorite companies in the world has generously decided to sponsor this podcast. And that company is Kajabi. If you're an online course creator, or you've ever thought about creating an online course, chances are you probably heard of them because they're the number one, most trusted knowledge commerce platform. But what I really would love to tell you guys is how much Kajabi really helped my entire business. Um, and I'm just a fan of them. So I'm so thrilled to be able to share more about all the different products that they have under the Kajabi umbrella. I personally got rid of like five or six other platforms that I was paying for because Kajabi actually replaced those platforms and enabled me to have everything in one seamless place. So I've got my online courses on Kajabi. I've got my templates. I've got my podcast hosted on Kajabi. I use them for all of my email marketing, basically Anything that I need for my business is completely taken care of on Kajabi. And right now they're offering a free 30 day trial, which is so great. It's more than enough time to really understand how the platform works, if it's right for you. And you can go to kelseyformost.com slash Kajabi to learn all about the platform. I've really laid it out in super simple terms for you guys. So you can learn all about why I am a fan for life of Kajabi. That's K-A-J-A-B-I. I really don't want to gloss over what Candace just said about her background and being the first person to graduate from college. And those achievements are incredible. And what an example. I want people to see you as an example of like, you don't have to, it doesn't matter where you come from. If you keep on fulfilling your purpose, if you keep on checking in with yourself, what is the gift I want to give the world? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing that matters. Like, yeah. I always talk, um, I was doing this other interview and they asked me, they said, what do you think is the, the saddest thing or like that would be the most the most sad thing or something about life when it comes to people or it was like a cool, weird question like that or something <laughs> but I was like wait what <laughs> and I was like okay but to me I sit there and I thought about it, I said I think the most heartbreaking thing for any human any of us here on this earth is to never discover discover purpose mm. it breaks my heart for those for people out in the world who are just existing day to day and not knowing why they're here or, or what they're supposed to be here for. I feel like that is that is the most heartbreaking thing to me for you to never know who you are and why you're here. Wow. My pastor, Pastor Jose Collins, Kelsey, you always know I got a child. I, got I know, do it, do it. <laughs> pastor Jose, may we all have a Pastor Jose? He's like, he's like a pastor slash therapist slash father figure. Man, I love my pastor so much. He's so amazing. But something that he said to me, and I believe he was also quoting, um, a a very, uh, a very uh, prolific motivational speaker. I believe Miles Monroe may have said Mm -hmm. this. I could be wrong, but Pastor Isaiah was quoting someone else when he said, you want to know the richest place ever? He said is in the cemetery. 
because that's where most people never fulfill their full potential, their purpose. So many dreams are buried along with people. So it's like, if someone has this amazing idea for like a cookbook or a recipe, you know how sometimes when our loved ones pass away and we're like, oh no, I want grandma's recipe book or I want blah, blah, blah. And it's like, if that person, like even with you, Kels, when you're working on your book and stuff or me with my one woman show, it's like, if we never put these things out into the world and if God forbid, God is like, it's time for me to take you home that gift or whatever that message or whatever that thing was that was supposed to reach people or touch people has now forever buried with us. Mm. The cemetery is the richest place because so many unfulfilled dreams are buried with people who one who either didn't know their purpose or who they were were, or or gave up and never fulfilled their dreams. And all those dreams are now buried with them. Dreams that can help, that could have helped save someone else's life. Uh, and not even knowing. So I don't know where that all came from. You know what that makes me think, you know what that makes me think of is if someone's listening to this and going like, okay, but I'm just little old me. And this dream might seem so huge and so Mm. far away. How do I even begin to do that? How do I even begin to understand my purpose? And so I'm Mm. thinking in the moment, like what advice would I give that person? And for me, uh, something that really helped me that my therapist shared with me is to break it down into extremely small baby steps. Like Mm -hmm. say, I love this recipe idea. Say you have this vision of one day being Tabitha Brown, right? Like you want to be Tabitha, Tabitha, that's my business. (laughs) I love her so much. Me too. Um, Say you have a vision, you want to be a a chef, you want to make your living, creating recipes, healthy recipes for people. This is just a Mm -hmm. random fill in the blank, big dream. Mm -hmm. Well, step one might be, I'm going to commit to making three meals a week and writing down what I put in them and seeing what works. The, the glory is in the small steps. Nobody sees, right? The beauty is in the behind the scenes work that you have to do on yourself and the practice that you have to do in the moments when you're not getting recognized yet. And the more you do that and the longer you do that, I guarantee you the clearer your actual purpose and calling will become. It's like when people are are forced to choose a college major, they have to take a bunch of different classes. Right. And then they understand what they gravitate towards. Like, Oh, I really gravitate towards science. I think maybe being a doctor is for me or someone who thought they wanted to be a doctor. They get in science and they're like, absolutely not. Let's check out that theater class. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if you are a true blank slate of like, what even would my purpose be? Pay attention to what you do in your free time that brings you joy and start exposing yourself to more of that in a healthy way. And your purpose will become clearer over time. And also too, I love something that my pastor says, he was like the, the thing that irks you or bothers you or gives you the least bit of peace you are possibly the solution to that thing so oftentimes you discover your purpose based on things that irk you or bother you because it's like dang why does it have to be this way or why can't they why can't people I really wish there was like 
let's pretend like there's no shelter for lost animals, right? Yeah. There had to have been someone that was like, dang, look at all these stray animals. Just want, they look so sad. I wish there was a home or someplace for them to go. Oh my gosh. And this I can that create you, that. <laughs> do you know exactly? And you're like, oh my gosh, I mean, so it's just like sometimes your purpose can be discovered to the very thing that is giving you so much that's not giving you peace about it because you feel like, oh my goodness, this needs to change. This you are possibly called to be that solution. Mm. Also, another way to possibly discover a purpose is kind of like what Kels is saying, you guys. It's like finding, if you find something where he's like, dang, this thing just brings me so much joy. This brings me so much happiness. And also I'm able to be a vessel and being used to make a difference in other people's lives oh my goodness, maybe this is what I'm called to do. Yeah. So it's like, purpose. I feel like sometimes people think of purpose and it's kind of like the same thing, like when people hear the word manifestation, like like people, you know, it's yeah, like- Yeah, there's, there's baggage, there's baggage. So sure. unattainable. Yeah, it's like purpose. Oh my gosh, it's so, I know, so it feels heavy, so you know? big. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. <laughs> and also I want to tell people, allow yourself grace. Mm-hmm. give yourself grace because in the world we live in especially now because of social media Kels and I have talked about this before too is the compare-itis thing oh, yeah. where you compare it's so easy to constantly compare your life to what you see on others lives on what they're posting on social media yeah. baby girl baby boy give yourself grace everybody's journey is different yes every. No, not everybody's going to be an overnight success. Yes, there are some stories of that. But listen here, it took me 10 years living in Los Angeles until I finally booked my first series regular. Everybody's journey is different, you know? So you have to trust the plan, trust the journey. And eventually, again, if you do not give up, all these things will be revealed to you and you will find your purpose. You'll be like, oh, this is why I'm here, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you do find that, it's the most beautiful thing. It, it it makes you just feel so in terms of finding your worth and who you are. It's like, it's when so I know why I'm here or why God placed me here and what I'm supposed to be doing, oh my goodness, it puts so much of your life into perspective. And yeah. oftentimes with depression, suicidal thoughts and um and I know because I've been in those places before it's because you lost sight of who you are and why you're here Mm. so without having a foundation or something to keep you grounded it's really really hard to not not give up you know because it's like dang what's the purpose I have I'm not offering I have nothing give yourself grace while you're trying to find who you are which again why Kels like you said it's hard work it's hard work like yeah. it's not just something that you necessarily are going to easily stumble, stumble into all happy, go lucky, actually becoming a healthy, well-adjusted person who stands strong in their purpose yeah. takes dedication and it takes work. And it's not always, you know, I think a lot of people think, oh, once I find the thing, or once I get this thing, then I'll be happy. Right. Which is the biggest misconception yeah. that we are sold throughout our entire lives. I've been doing so much unpacking of like, well, why do I actually want this thing? Is it because I actually want it? Or is it because I've been told that I'm not worthy without it? Mm. Mm. You know? You know? Yeah. What's that yeah. about? I, okay. So you said something about identity and sharing and you're so, so, so generous. And I'm incredibly grateful for your generosity and willingness to talk about the hard things like depression and suicidal thoughts and mental health. I, in our first conversation ever, which if you guys go on YouTube, you can see 
Um, it's an amazing, amazing conversation with Candace and I. You talked so beautifully about the power of sharing your story and owning your story. And the fact that sometimes sharing your story isn't necessarily about you. It's about the person who needs to hear it. So would you mind talking a little bit more about that? Um, sure. Uh, again, that also fall, falls back on to line of knowing purpose because for me, I'm very aware that everything that I go through, whatever my lived experiences, it's meant to be shared. It, oftentimes, especially, you know, more so within the black community, you know, we, we all seem to have been raised a little bit under the same kind of the same kind of ideals where it's like, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. You are not allowed to talk about the family business. There are so many secrets within families that are not shared or not told or not where healing can never happen because no one is talking about the trauma. No one's talking about the pain. No one's talking about it. It's just swept under the rug. And I don't know how that is for other communities, but I just know it's a really big thing within black communities. I was always raised that way. Hey, don't you go against the grain. What happens in this house stays in this house. You don't tell nobody nothing, even within the own family. Like you don't yeah. say what happens in this house. You don't go share it with the East coast family. Like you don't say, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it took me through four years of the process of developing my one woman show, A Rose Called Candace, that that four year process, it took so long because I was so ashamed of my story. I was so ashamed of my upbringing. I was so ashamed of the things I endured, the things that happened to me that were out of my control, like as a child and stuff. I was so embarrassed and being like, why would anyone want to know my story or who am I, you know, like who cares what I like, I don't have something important to share. And it was again, always. (laughs) He's like, baby, you have such a powerful story. He said, I hate to say this to you, Candace. Unfortunately, your story is not unique. Yeah. And because it's not unique, that's why you need to share it because it's so universal that so many people and Kels and I have experienced this from doing my show from all different ages, colors, creeds, backgrounds. And it is amazing to me how so many people that don't look like me, that don't have my, can come up to me and say, oh my gosh, I had that mom. Oh my God, that happened to me. Oh my gosh. I know what that felt like. So for me, how I feel now I used to be so guarded when it came to telling anything about my life, but after my one woman show and that whole process and me doing the work to heal, it was like, no, Candace, this is your why. This is why God has you here. You are meant to change the world. You are meant to inspire and hopefully make a difference through your art, through your stories. And it's like so many stories. My grandma May she rest in peace, just passed away last year. I will never know my grandmother's story. I will never know what dreams she had as a child or the things that she really endured. All of that is gone with her. Mm-hmm. And because we were raised with what happens to house stays in this house, everything's gone. You know, that's generational. Like that's things yeah. that she grew up with that she never even told us about her. There are pictures that I posted on my social media after my grandmother passed away that I had just received after she passed away. Did I ne- I looked at those pictures of her young and youthful mm-hmm. and vibrant and thought, there's so much story here that yeah. I will never know about this picture. And to, for me to post that picture and people to tell me, oh my gosh, you look just like your grandmother. 
whoa, yeah. never did I get that growing up. Never would, you know, there's so much brokenness there, but there's so much power in our stories. And once you get past the shame and the embarrassment, all that stuff is work of the enemy. I feel like all that stuff is work of the enemy. That is not of God. All that shame and con that, 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 uh, condemning con condemnation, all that stuff you feel is of the enemy because he is trying his best to keep you down. So that way you won't share your story because sharing your story can heal people. It can inspire people. It can change lives. Yes. And what does it mean he come to come? He comes to still kill and destroy. He doesn't want healing to happen. He doesn't want general generational curses to be broken. He wants to keep you silent. So that way you won't be able to make a difference. So y'all Lord, I feel like I just said a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> I love that. dream about people coming to your website and telling you, I cannot wait to work with you. I've been looking for this forever. I feel like I already know you. Can I please pay you to help me? Or maybe you just want to feel more confident when you sit down to write something for your business, knowing your words aren't just evaporating into the ether of the internet, but instead are connecting with your ideal customers. Look, after years as a freelance copywriter, I can very confidently tell you that no matter what business you're in, great copy turns words on the page into dollars in the bank, just like magic, which is why I want to make sure you know that my signature course copy class is currently open for enrollment. Now, here's the thing. You can hire a professional copywriter. But honestly, that could cost you thousands and it just doesn't make sense to hire someone every freaking time you need to write something for your business, which is why I specifically designed copy class for non-writers, entrepreneurs who want to learn to write their own high converting copy without breaking the bank or spending hours staring at the blinking cursor of death. Copy class covers everything you need to know from the psychology behind why certain writing works to honing in on your actual ideal customer, AKA people who are truly going to give you their monies to how to write a website that converts start to finish. And finally, how to send emails that convert and sell. So if you want to learn more about copy class, see what's inside and hear from past students, head to kelseyformost.com slash copy class. That's kelseyformost.com slash C-O-P-Y-C-L-A-S-S. -S. Everything you were just saying. Was oh, like I said really, a lot. <laughs> no, I know. God. It's, it, there's, it's like drinking from a fire hose of grace when Candace comes and has a conversation with y'all. Oh um, and I'm just saying right now, she'll definitely come back as a guest again. So any questions oh. you have, please send, a, send them yes. our way because she's like the wisest human. But one thing I want to say related to what you were just talking about of like sharing your story and not um, shutting yourself down because of any kind of shame or condemnation, yeah. um, what I have found and I know that, um, there's a lot of power in this across the world. Like this is why Alcoholics Anonymous is so successful. This is why mm. group mm. therapy is really successful. Um, sharing your trauma out loud, 
even if it's just with one friend, one yeah. like kind ear, it doesn't mean you have right. to start a podcast and air all your dirty laundry yeah, like this bitch. It doesn't bitch, mean you have to do but... a one-woman show on a whole theater. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. Like, don't <laughs> worry. You can still heal from sharing your things, whether it's with one person, whether it's with your dog, if that's all you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Literally sharing things out loud takes power away from shame. Yeah. Like, it immediately starts to dissipate that feeling of, I can't tell anybody this because then they'll judge me. Yeah. Right? Yep. It yep. takes that away immediately. And then the more comfortable you get sharing it, the more it becomes, you know what, this is part of who I am and yep. that it made me who I am. And I'm proud of who I am today mm-hmm. right now, or I'm proud of who I am working to become. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And something else that you've said before in past conversations that I think is so important is I don't really know how to describe it other than like ownership of commenting on a story, meaning like you and I have talked a lot about black lives matter, right? We've talked a lot about me being a white person, continually trying to figure out what's, what's the best way to support the movement, what is okay, what is not okay. And, um, understanding that seeking out stories of other people's experience is actually part of your own unlearning. Oh yeah. Oh no, I agree. And that's the thing y'all understand. Kels (laughs) is my sister from another mister. Okay. Kels, you already know. We are sisters. I do not care that she's white and I'm black. This is my sister. So if anybody <laughs> does not ever do nothing to Kels. But, uh, no. <laughs> but no, yeah, no, I think that is very, but again, that's why it goes back to, again, also you sharing your own story because mm-hmm. in order for re- relatability to happen, in order for things, when people say, oh, this is a universal type in order for stuff to be like that, it has to come through us sharing our own stories. So if you, as a person who's a different race than me, and we all have, we already all have our own preconceived notions. We've already have our own biases, unfortunately. Everyone already was raised or has this idea of certain groups of people, but that's why us telling and sharing our stories amongst each other is so imperative because then that helps us to reach an understanding that helps us to break down barriers of ignorance where it's like, Oh, I didn't know that this happened. If I don't ever share my story with you. And if you don't ever share your story with me, how can we ever reach a point, a point, a point of commonality or some kind of or unit unifying, you know, because yeah. it's like, it's because stories aren't being tailed and conversations aren't happening that that's why there's so much dissension because everyone is just living their life based off of their biases, as opposed to breaking down and being like, you know what, I'm not going to live by the way I was brought up and I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue to, I'm not going to continue to procreate this learned behavior. Instead, this person seems interesting to me and I want to know about their life. So, you know what, let me listen to their podcast. Let me listen to their poem. Let me watch this or read their book. Let me watch their stories or whatever the outlet is that people are sharing their stuff. Like, let me try to understand. That's where the beauty comes from. It's hard for the people who don't even want to do that. 
That's Candace. where that's and that's why we still have so much of the hate in the world. It's because of the people who are like, no, I'm setting my ways. This is what I believe about that group of people, and nothing or anyone can do can change my mind about that. Mm. And that's very unfortunate, you know, because not only are you robbing that person, you're also robbing yourself totally. of what that person could give you of how they can change. Like, you don't know what, like, oh, we, we all need each other. We all need each other. So I don't care what race you are. Again, like I said, I say, Jesus, you might say Buddhist. I do not care. Like <laughs> we need each other. I can still learn about my God through the God that you serve. Like it's really right. take away, you know what I mean? That's I can right. still learn about your, Kels, I've learned so much from you. We're not the same. We weren't raised the same, but I love mama Karen. I love who <laughs> you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. But had I lived with whatever biases I may have grown up or experiences, experiences. I experience racial yes. profiling daily. Of I course. experience being looked at or discriminated against because I'm a black woman, especially because I'm a dark skinned black woman. I experience this daily, but I have no hate in my heart. Like I'm not I'm very aware of like, everyone has gone through things. Everyone has their own lived experience and trauma. So I'm very open to being like, you know what, what you're doing right now, I'm not even placing the blame on you. Give me an opportunity to understand why you're treating me this way. Like why? And maybe so we can have beautiful. a dialogue, you know? That's so beautiful. Yeah. God, Candace for president. Um, <laughs> seriously. Oh my gosh. Seriously. Move over Oprah. <laughs> who cares about Oprah 2022 Candace 2022 oh my it's God. true though and I God you bring up such a good point of like only because you've had the courage to share your story have my eyes been opened yeah. right like to yeah. an experience that I will never understand but I can continue to try to yeah and only through hearing the stories of other people in other marginalized communities, can I begin to understand how I can support those communities? And yes. here's a here's a really interesting, fun mental health nerdy fact, you know, Ooh. courtesy of Kelsey, pushes glasses up nose. Okay. Um, the human brain is actually biologically wired to respond and remember stories that make us feel something. If you present someone with a statistic, 90% chance they're not going to remember it. If you present them with a statistic in the context of a story, they will remember it. So mm. here's an example of that. If I just said to a room full of people, one in four women experience sexual assault, you probably aren't going to go away and remember that. However, if I tell you the story of my sexual assault right. and I walk you right. through what that night was like, and I yep. describe it to you and I say, if you think of the women in your family yep. and 25% of those women that you're looking at right now have experienced a story like mine, yep. you are for sure going to remember that one in four women experiences sexual assault. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a powerful thing that I learned with psychology because it makes me more, it makes me less nervous to share those stories because I want my stories to mean something. I yes. want those statistics to mean something. I want yes. them to make an impact. Yes. That's one of my 
<laughs> in terms of fears mm-hmm. <laughs> that I may have, um, one of that's one of my biggest fears, I guess, is that for me to to pass away before fulfilling my purpose, before you know, giving all of what something like Pastor Zay always says, he was like, we all came here full. Our assignment is to leave empty. Oh, I love that. Can you repeat that for me? That's beautiful. Yes. Pastor Isaiah, he always says, our assignment, we came here full. Our assignment is to leave empty. So for me, that's one of my fears. It's like, God, I know all that you've put in me and I don't want my time to come. And I haven't fulfilled, like I haven't, like, I don't want to be one of those dreams buried in the cemetery that, you know, and so that's why I'm always very, you know, me, because I'm a hustler. Like, I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing? What do I got to do next? Because I'm very, I'm very aware that tomorrow is not promised. And people say that all the time. It's just a thing to say, you know, but it's like, that really is true. And we've seen it over the last few yeah. years that people are just like, just passing away. And yeah. I, death does not sit well with me. It's not something that I've made peace with where I know a lot of people, you know, are like, Hey, this is just the way of life. And it's like, it's hard for me. It's hard for me to sit here and think that my grandmother was a whole person who existed and now she's just gone. Yeah. That, I, that does, I, that, it's hard for me with all the celebrity, everyone that we keep seeing that are just passing was like, these were people like they lived and then life just keeps going as though they weren't here anymore. And I'm so afraid. That's why it's important for me to leave a legacy and not because of vanity reasons or because of, you know, my own selfish thing. It's, I want to leave a legacy because I want to leave a mark in this world. Like God, I left something that was possibly that could possibly, that possibly helped people. You are like, I have. made a difference, you know, Kels? Like, right. I don't want, I don't want to be this person that just, like, like when my grandmother passed away, I told Pastor Jose, I was so, I was like, my grandma wasn't no celebrity. No one knew her. No yeah. one cared that she's gone. You know, like no one cares. Like she's well, let's, just- let's talk about that for a second, because I think that that's important to, to say that you don't have to be famous to make a huge impact in impact. so many lives yeah. and your grandmother, look at how she's changed you and how you're changing the world. Right. So that yeah. is in and of itself, part of her legacy. And that's beautiful. It's crazy you said that because that's exactly what Pastor Zay said to me. Because I was like, how am I supposed to? I said, finally, my dreams are coming true and she's gone. Like, how am I supposed to continue living my life and being happy and my dreams and all this stuff? He's like, Candace, I'm the eldest of six kids. I'm the first generation for everything in my family. He said, you are showing your siblings, you're showing your nephews yes. that this is possible. He said, Candace, you have to keep going because you are your grandmother's legacy. That's right. He said, you are the thing that's going to continue for her to live on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's a very huge burden and responsibility to have. Sure. But it's also, again, you got to find that thing, like we talked about in the beginning of the thing that keeps you going, the right. end goal, right? The thing, because it's it's very easy, especially when you experience death, to just want to I'm, I'm gone. Like grief, I'm done. grief is very complicated and yeah, anyone is. listening, who's going through anything like that, there are a lot of resources that can help. Um, I'm going to put some in the show notes below because I think grief is a whole nother big topic that I would love to expand on. It's something that I experienced very, very, uh, 
in a very raw way in my own life. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I don't want to leave the topic of grief without saying that the best thing you can do for yourself, if you are in that place is remove any judgment of what you're going through. And also yeah. there's something that's really common when people start to talk about grief. Um, it's called, Oh God, I forget the name of the psychologist, but it's that scale. It's like depression, um, bargaining. Oh, the five anger. Yeah. The five yeah. stages. Let me tell you right now, you guys, the five stages do not come in order and come on. they never end. Like it, it's come just on. like one day, three years later, anger is going to pop up for you out of freaking nowhere. And you just can't judge it and ride it out out of the blue. 10 years yeah. later, depression's going to come for you and you just have to not judge it and ride it out. Guys, so right now, what just happened? You guys, Kelsey and I did not plan this conversation. <laughs> like literally I had no idea I was going to bring up my grandma. I had yeah. no idea that I was going to feel this like so again, like, yeah, it hits you out of nowhere. I had no idea that we were about to go. I didn't <laughs> even need to bring this conversation to death. Sorry, not, not at all. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is the thing. This podcast, look, a lot of people, you know, the official tagline of this podcast is where mental health meets entrepreneurship. But a mm. better way of looking at it is mental health touches everything. It touches absolutely everything. It touches your purpose. It touches your business. It touches your relationships. It touches your self-worth. Yeah. It touches everything. Yeah. And I think that a lot of harm can be done if people try to stick to the script and present a certain picture of, you know, how to be successful, how to be well-adjusted instead right. of allowing space for conversations like this that do take you to the really deep topics like grief and, and depression and, you know, anything like that, sharing trauma Yeah. because until, okay, here's my big overall neon sign <laughs> that I want people to take away. There is infinite worth in processing trauma than sharing it when you're ready because yeah. it leaves the door open for people behind you to process their trauma and yes. to share their trauma yes. and to take power away from that trauma. Yes. By having conversations, you are giving people permission to have conversations like this in their own lives. And that's what I'm doing with my, that is right there. What you just said, exact Candace car confessions. That's, right. that's the whole purpose of me having this series and doing that is again, like you said, just allowing people that space and permission to be like, dang, look at this girl. She's just talking about, you know, she's talking about real life. And like, this is stuff that people really don't talk about, you know, right. it's like, and it's like, no guys, I'm putting myself out there. Yes, it's extremely scary. A lot of the stuff that I talk about, again, is from my own personal life. So I'm really putting myself out there. I'm being very vulnerable and transparent. But because I'm aware of my purpose, because I'm aware of the power of telling your stories, of telling your testimonies, of knowing how that can shift and change people's lives, it is so, I remove myself. It is so much bigger than me. It is not about me. It is so much more it's just so much more, you know, and I'm just so aware of that. And I just want to always be used as much as I can. And I'm so, I'm so grateful to be called to be a creative. 
Yeah. You mentioned it a little bit before about co-creating with God. And it's like all professions are extremely important. And so I'm not knocking anybody's profession. So I don't want you to Well, and here's a here's a misconception. There's creativity in every profession. Literally, there is. Yeah. Literally, like God is the ultimate creator. Okay. Big C. Okay. Capitalize. (laughs) He is the ultimate creator. And to be called to be an artist or to be called to be with any field, like you said, you can find creativity in doing hair. That's those are artists. You can even doctors, lawyers, like there's so there's art everywhere. If you really think about it, but to be a creator in terms of like being like this type of artist, like an actress, performer, poet, writer, all that kind of stuff. It's such a blessing because it's one of the hardest professions because we don't have like a formula. You know, we don't have like a little guideline, a little, we don't go to school and then immediately get a job. That's right. Exactly. It's like, no, you are, if you are an artist, you are constantly work walking by faith. Constant. And even it, and this is why you guys, it's so important to know your purpose and your purpose cannot be tied in the thing, materialistic things or that job or that career title, because y'all know, especially if you're actors and I'm speaking to the actors right now, you can book a role, you can book a show that could get canceled. That's right. Your character can get killed off. <laughs> Anything could happen. You are never guaranteed as an artist. Like you are always walking by faith. So it's always important to know like, okay, I am a creative. That is who I am to my core. This role, that that spot on that type of this thing, that does not define me, Jesus. I am defined by who I am and who you created me to be. That is an artist and I'm a creative. And if you always walk by what you already are to your core, not the thing or the job or whatever defining you, but who you already are to your core, it does not matter if you're living in your car like I was and I was still creating my one woman show or if you're on set. It does not matter because to your core, you are a creative. That means you can create anywhere. Right. You can make anything happen for yourself. It does, it never takes away who you are. I don't know where all that Ooh. came from, but yeah. God, I, just, I love that so much. Candace. that was such a perfect spot to sort of wrap up because I want people to, to go out there and know no matter what your job is, no matter what your job title is, you are the creator of your own life. You are the co-creator of your own destiny. So walk in the faith, walk in the knowledge of who you are, or walk in the knowledge that you're about to intentionally figure that out, right? Like no matter where you are on that journey, I want you to leave this conversation feeling like you have worth no matter what your job is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of jobs and roles, Candace, <laughs> how can people support you on all of the things that you are on these days? Uh, What's the best place for them to find you? Yes. Uh, you guys. You're just, so cute. You're- She's cheesing so hard. I wish y'all could see her face. <laughs> guys, I always do. Kelsey knows y'all. I'll be awkward with this part when they just <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like the thing like plug yourself. You got to plug yourself. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable. Candace um, and I both become instant toothpaste commercials. We just like flash <laughs> our entire set of teeth, like cheesing so hard. So yeah, as you know, I'm on all the social media things. Uh, Candace Nicholas Lipman. I'm on Twitter as Candace the Poet. I am trying to do the TikTok thing, but y'all, oh Lord, I, I can't keep I up. I haven't touched TikTok. it. I, I had confessed. I had to only because, you know, people are, 
using my poetry and my sound and right. people are being deemed as creators of my work. So, you know, my team, they're like, Kenneth, you got to get on, you got to get on TikTok. Like you have to, you know, so it's just the way the social media is now. Um, but yeah, you guys, I'm on all that stuff. And, you know, you can watch season one on Stars. Season one of Blind Spotting, Blind which is spotting. an incredible show. And you can have, I think it's a, a free trial of the Stars app if you don't already have Stars. So you can yeah. go and dive in. It is an incredible show. Um, critics are loving it. People are loving it. Season one is out in its entirety. So you can binge it. Yes, go do it. Go do yourself it. a favor. Yes, go watch it, y'all. Please watch Candace uh, live in her purpose. Yes, he's asked. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> and and I also want to call out Candace is an incredible spoken word poet. And through her poetry, um, there's often a theme of activism. And I think it's really, really valuable for all y'all to go and check out Candace's poetry. Um, she's got books of poetry that are incredible. Yes. So don't sleep on, that's right. So, don't sleep on Candace's poetry. Um, she's got some beautiful videos up that she did with Freeform. Is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Beautiful videos of her poetry that can be found on her social media. Yes. So go watch them, go support them, share them. They're making such a difference in the world. And I'm so proud to know you. Aw, Kels, I love you. <laughs> I love Thank you for too. having me. I'm just so proud. Y'all don't even know. I'm so proud of Kelsey. Aww. Like just knowing where she came with from the first find your magic when right. we were sitting on the couch to now. She's a whole podcast, y'all. I got a microphone and everything. I'm yeah. a big kid now. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And all of y'all listening, listen again, just don't give up. Yes, you have a purpose. I promise you do. Give yourself grace if you're still trying to discover what that purpose is. And don't let anyone tell you that it is impossible. Whatever you want, and this is not only to artists, whatever that thing is that you're out there trying to strive for, do not listen to the naysayers. Do not allow social media to tell you that it's not possible. I promise you, I am a living witness that whatever is in your heart, whatever dream that God has placed inside of you, it is possible if you do not give up. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Thanks everybody for being here on Find Your Magic. I'm Kelsey Foremost with Candace Nicholas Lipman. All of her information is in the show notes below. Thank you so much for being here. Take care, everybody. Bye. Hey, Magic Maker, if you made it to the end of this episode, it means you're truly committed to inviting more magic into your life. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and follow Find Your Magic on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to this stuff. Each review truly means so much to me. Thank you for being here. Now go out there and find your magic.